We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is Josh Bowe of Pod Maverick uh, and co-editor of MavsMoneyBall.com. Coming to you early, uh, Kirk scheduled this to start at 10.30, but when the Mavericks win by 29 points against a crappy team, we are ready to get going. Uh, As you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm not joined by my normal co-host, Kirk Henderson, as he needed a night off with the newborn. So very graciously, uh, staffer Matt Martinez, his first year with MazMoneyBell.com, his first, I think this is, is, is this your first podcast with us, Matt? Uh, second. Second. Okay. Well, thank you. First one with yeah. me, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I know you pitched in for me one night and you've potted with Kirk. So happy to have you on. Thank you for joining. Um, you've been yeah, doing, happy to be here. Of course. Yeah. You've been doing a ton of awesome work for us on the site. Uh, for the last month, if you guys have been reading MazMoneyBall.com, you have seen Matt's name a lot over the last month. So, you know, we really appreciate Matt's uh, contributions to the site. And thanks for joining me tonight. Um, Mavericks beat the Trailblazers 126-97. 29-point game. They were up by as many as 38 I think, uh, in the first half. I mean, they were based. I mean, this game was basically over after the first quarter for the most part. Uh, they had a 10-point lead after the first, and then in the second, they outscored the Blazers 43-22, to 22, and then it was just a matter of just get this thing over the finish line um, and just run out some clock. Uh, Mavericks respond after the very disappointing uh, loss to the Utah Jazz. Turns out being at home is, is really nice. If you've been on the road a lot, they played three straight on the road. They played a lot more uh, on the road than they played at home. Um so every the stars kind of aligned. The Mavericks typically respond well after bad losses. It was the last game of a road trip, first game at home. Luca responds after bad games. Portland's stinky. Uh, they're also injured as well. They didn't have some of their main pieces. And they're the team that, you know, even with their main pieces, they're not a very great team. So the stars aligned uh, for a butt whooping, and that's definitely what the Mavericks delivered. 
Matt, do you have any like initial thoughts uh, on the game before we, we really dive into it? Uh, you know, um, boy, uh, blowout wins, <laughs> blowout wins over Portland have come at a very high cost this year, haven't they? Boy, they really have. Um, we'll start. You know, we'll talk more about this in depth for uh, the latter half of the podcast, but we have to kind of get it out of the way. Um, Derek Lively sprained his left ankle in the third quarter, the same ankle that he hurt the last time the Mavericks played Portland, um, which is pretty unfortunate. Um, he left the game immediately, went to the locker room, had to be helped off. It was not great sight, but we'll see. Ankle injuries are one of those things where they can look really, really ugly and it'd be okay. Um, maybe not miss that much time. So sometimes they look worse than they really are, but they could also be pretty bad. You know, if it's a high ankle sprain, he could be out for, for a few games. So that stinks. Uh, and then I grant do you remember, Williams. Oh, go ahead. Do you remember how many games he missed uh, the first first time he sprained his ankle? I can look that up real quick. Um, it looks like he left, let's see, from the 16th to the 20th. He got injured against Portland on December 16th, came back on Christmas Day. So I'm doing this the really hard way. So let me see. So, yeah, it looks like he missed. What is that? Man, I should be able to do this faster. One, two, three, four. Looks like yeah, four games. Sorry. You, you had it. You had it earlier than me. So he missed four games, but it is the same ankle. So hopefully, you know, it's not any worse. So... Four game, you know, maybe he misses another four games. We'll see. Um, then, you know, not that much longer after, Grant Williams uh, gets hurt. I'm gonna be honest; I did not see the play. I was, uh, I was up uh, away from my couch, not looking at my TV, and I heard it. Like I was in the kitchen, and I heard, like I heard that he got hurt. I didn't actually see it. Matt, do you know? Do you remember? So I just. That? I I thought it was odd on the on the replay of of when Grant Williams went down, uh, because it seemed like the Portland player in a loose ball scenario like kind of cut out Grant Williams' legs from underneath him, and it didn't look like the ankle had much contact. It's just that he sort of tumbled over that Portland player. And then was on the ground, and then started grabbing at at the right ankle, I believe. Uh, but he he got up and ran off immediately to the uh, jogged off immediately to the locker room. Uh, he did not require help, you know. Lively did. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I said? We were going to talk about that for the second half. We're, we're right. talking about it now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's. I mean, the the Blazers stink. I mean, it's really good that the Mavericks got a win. We're not trying to downplay the win at all, but the Mavericks have been kicking the crap out of bad teams for most of the season. Of course, Utah game, notwithstanding, but the hey, you play 82 games, you're going to run into a bad game every now and then. Um, so there, you know, there wasn't much to learn from this game because the Mavericks took, you know, they took care of business. Aside from the fact that they did what they were supposed to do. Um, and, so and we're kind of yeah. Go ahead. It's and it's not like. You're on pins and needles, like, oh, is Kyrie going to get right in this game? Like, you know Kyrie is going to be Kyrie. It was good to see 29 points and nine boards uh, after, you know, after after what happened against Utah. 
but uh, that wasn't something that wasn't something I was concerned about going in or anything. Right. Um, so yeah, the injuries end up being the biggest biggest you know story from this game. Um, you know, we've been looking for updates. Um, I know Matt's been looking for updates in our Slack. We're gonna we're gonna get a news news post on Matt's Moneyball about it. Um, it looks like Kid is doing his post game presser right now. Um, his update was basically confirming that they were ankle sprains. Said both of them were mild and that they're getting treatment, and then they'll see tomorrow. So, obviously, there's not much they can learn tonight. You know, if any of y'all have ever sprained an ankle, you know you won't you don't really know how bad it is until you wake up the next morning. You know, you try to contain the swelling and you see what it looks like. So, but the fact that he said mild, you know, that's some pretty good news considering. You know, I thought Lively's looked. I mean, he really rolled. I mean, he really yeah rolled it like he yeah. it, it bent pretty good. Yeah. So it did. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I imagine we will probably get a better injury timeline sometime tomorrow during practice from the reporters. But mild is probably the best we're going to get from kid, and that's probably the best news Mavs fans can hope for right now. So we'll see. Have to monitor it. Thankfully for the Mavericks, um, they play seven straight at home, so no travel. Um, makes it maybe easier to rehab and come back maybe faster. Thankfully for the Mavericks, you know, they play Portland again on Friday. So even if it, you know, there's no reason, I would just say right now, there's zero reason for Lively and Grant, even if they feel like they could tough it out, zero reason for them to play against Portland. Then you play Sunday against Minnesota. Obviously you'd like to have them available for that game, but then Tuesday against Memphis. So, you know, if they missed three, you know, I'm just spitballing. They miss the next three games. The Mavericks could theoretically go two and one in them, not necessarily miss them all too much. And then Thursday, starting next Thursday, uh, January 11th, that's when the schedule really turns up. They play New York, New Orleans twice, Lakers, Golden State, Boston, Phoenix. And that's a stretch of games that you would certainly like them to be available for. But we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm not an injury expert, but yeah, it was a, it was a big downer. Um, especially like it was a weird – like Lively's was so weird in that Luca threw him a bad pass, which mm-hmm. it's okay. Luca's allowed to throw bad passes, and it just happened to go at his feet. And Scoot Henderson went for the ball and went through Lively like that. You know, it was just, just bad luck, just rotten yeah. luck. I know some people are really mad at the Blazers for playing recklessly, and I, I can understand that. They were a young team; they were kind of just like they were flailing their bodies around tonight. I mean, do you have? Did you? Did that part bother you at all, or are you it, just kind of like it's just part of the game? The thing, the thing. I mean, we were talking about it in our Mavs Moneyball Slack, uh, almost around the moment he went down. Like, okay, like let's start getting people out. Let's start getting people out. Um. So, yeah, it's it's. I guess it is a part of the game, but the, it, it's this is this is as many coincidences as you know an X Files episode as far as you know three games against Portland, three key injuries. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I, you hate to see it. Uh, you hate to see it even more in a blowout. You hate to see it um, times three when it's uh, you know lively needs minutes. You know, lively needs to um, to develop and and um, uh, yeah, yeah. Hate hate to see it, but um, you know, yeah. And the timing sucks. Like injuries are never good, but Kyrie gets hurt and Exum emerges as this really quality starter. Has an awesome month. 
And basically you're just like, man, can't wait to see if you're a Mavs fan. You're just like, I can't wait to see what, you know, this version of Exum looks like with Kyrie and Luca and Lively, because before Kyrie got hurt, Exum was barely part of the rotation. And then he gets a chance with Kyrie hurt, solidifies himself as, as one of the five best players on the team, gets a starting nod, kid commits to, to Exum being a starter when Kyrie comes back. And you're like, all right, I can't wait to see how this looks because I haven't played that much together. And, and Exum literally gets hurt Kyrie's first game back and then Lively gets hurt Kyrie's second game back. And it's just like, I mean, obviously injuries stink no matter what, but you're just like, man, just the fact that they're they're not, you know, they're kind of all overlapping with each other. It's just it's just unfortunate that are we are we ever going to know like what could have been? You know, is this all? Is this going to be? Is what could have been going to be the question that we keep asking over and over and over again? You know, it just seems like we've been snake bitten with injuries. I know that's unfortunate. And, you know, we're about a month away from the trade deadline. You would like to kind of know. I mean, I think the Mavericks know for the most part what kind of team they have, but to make those kind of decisions at the trade deadline, you know, they want to probably see their four best, you know, their four most productive players who are, who are lively Exum, Kyrie, and Luca play a lot of minutes together. Like they probably right. want to see what that looks like so they can make better informed decisions about the future of the roster. Um, so that's, you know, that just, it just complicates things when, when you, you know, when you don't want it to be. So, so that part stinks and I don't know what else to say about it other than, you know, it just, it really stinks. Um, thankfully the game, you know, no salt on the wound in terms of like the Mavericks losing. Um, they take care of business. One of their biggest, you know, margin of victories of the season. Um, you know, they really like playing Portland and Utah. Aside from that last game, they beat Utah by 50. They've handled Portland pretty well. Um, this game was the Kyrie and Luca show. I mean, the two combined for, what is that? 60, am I looking at this right? 60, 70 and three quarters, right? Seven, yeah, 70 and three quarters, uh, which is absurd. Luca had 41 right. and 31 minutes. Kyrie had 29 and 29 minutes. Yeah. Um, they put the game over in a hurry. I thought it was cool to see. Um, they didn't do it a lot, but there was some like action, like Kyrie screening for Luca or Luca screening for like, they did a little bit more together than instead of my mm-hmm. turn, your turn stuff. Um, I thought the big thing, you know, Luca doing this coming, coming back from a big game is like, whatever he does this all the time, not to discount Luca. Like, he was incredible. I mean, 41 points in three quarters right. is, is outrageous. Uh, but I, but Kyrie kind of had the biggest question mark in terms of, like, there's been some talk about his uh, how passive he's been with the ball a little bit, um, even when he's not playing with Luka. Like, you, can, you understand a little bit when he's on the floor with Luka, but there's been moments where he's been running bench units and, like, letting Tim Hardaway Jr. dribble around and, and shoot whatever shots he wants. And you're like, what's going on here? Kyrie, I mean – I don't know if this was conveyed to him. I think Jason Kidd talked pregame about telling Kyrie to be more aggressive and a message received loud and clear. Uh, I thought Kyrie was very aggressive uh, in transition, especially like he's so good. Man, those pull up three pointers are just so pretty. I know that those fast break transition through, like he might be other than like Steph, like his pull up transition three point game. Like every time he takes one of those, I think they're going in like the yeah. way that he's able to go full speed and then basically stop on a dime and 
get the right balance. Like he's always balanced. Like he's not yeah. off tilter. Like it's inc- mm-hmm. it's just incredible the way he's able to go full speed and then snap right into a three pointer, which is like really hard to do. Yeah. So yeah, he was yeah. awesome. You love to see it. What was what did he end up? Uh, the last I saw, he was four of eight from three. Was that the final line from three? Yep, four of eight from three, ten of nineteen from the floor, five of six from the free throw line, nine rebounds. And it, yeah. And specifically from three, I mean, it wasn't a beautiful game on any front against Utah, but he was two of three from three then. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's shooting the ball well, you know, in his first two games back. And that, that's, that bodes well if and when the schedule gets a little tougher. Yeah, because his three-point shot was a little wonky, I think, to start the season. So he's, he's been shooting the three a little bit better. Um, I mean, he's only played, he only got to play three December games, but yeah, shooting what six of 11 from three in two games. Um, he shot 42% in November before he got hurt. So yeah, he's on the upswing with a shot. Luca was great. I mean, kind of did whatever he wanted. It was very, you know, two things were really cool to see with Luca 14 free throw attempts, um, which we know that's been an issue for him in terms of, you know, getting the contact and getting the whistle that he wants. Officials seem to, you know, we don't have to go into the Lucas vendetta against the refs, but it's definitely a little bit harder for him um, due to maybe some of his the way he interacts with the officials. So it was good to see him get some calls, get to the line. Also, he had nine, a shot, nine shots in the restricted area. He was seven of nine at the rim for the most part, and he has not gotten to the rim almost at all this season he, he's average you know he's got a career low rim rate um and it's far and away a career low like it's not even close to any of his other previous seasons um i thought there were multiple reasons for that the way teams are guarding him his health maybe he's his his burst to get to the rim is is a little off he's conserving himself because he his injuries that he's endured in his first three or four seasons in the league have come with him going into the paint so you wonder maybe he's just trying to to, to keep the tread on his tires for a full season and not wear himself out going to the rim so much, but he did it tonight. Um, he was awesome. So, so nine shots at the rim, 14 free throw attempts. That's like, that's real good. Look, Luca, like Luca's always yeah, pretty good, but that's like peak Luca. Yeah. And I mean, don't let's, let's be sure to mention, you know, I believe I can fly. He dunked <laughs> tonight. First dunk for Luca. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, he, yeah. He 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 could have laid it in too. He went for it. Yeah, yeah. You you could tell he wanted to he wanted to shake that off and and uh, <laughs> I, I I I don't know. Uh, I I know we've talked about it several times. Like, has he dunked yet this year? Uh, but you you start to wonder. Like, does he does he think about things like that? Oh, I mean, if he doesn't think about things like that, the locker room uh, definitely probably gives him a fair amount. Oh, of right. Yeah. They they know that number, I'm sure, in practice, and and they like to talk uh, during practice about it. So I'm sure he knew that. Um, so Luca was great. Um, Lively was pretty good before he got hurt. He didn't score, but like he had three blocks and two steals. Um, funny enough, like it's actually like not much. There wasn't much else kind of going on offensively for the Mavericks outside of Kyrie and Luca uh, until garbage time. Tim Hardaway Jr. hit a couple threes. It was good to see him break out of a slump. Um, but really they only had only had two they had four guys in double figures. Yeah, who was the fourth? Uh Hardy got to okay. eleven, but Hardy's yeah. was all in garbage time. So like mm-hmm. when the game was 
you know, when the real players were on the floor, they only had three players in double figures, which usually you follow the Mavericks for a long time in the Luca era. You're like, oh God, was it Luca just doing everything? And, and no one really. Well, this time the other people didn't really need to do anything because Kyrie was also awesome. So, I mean, they shot 50% from the floor as a team. They shot 43% as a team on threes. So, I mean, offensively, they were great. Defensively, um, they had eight blocks and 11 steals. <laughs> Did you know that while watching the game, Matt? Uh, I was keeping track of that because I, I was trying to find stats to include in the stat post that I'm going to write about this game. So I I didn't know the final numbers, but yes. So I, uh, stat news, those are going to be like the second or third most uh, on those uh, stats uh, in a game for the Mavs this season. Uh, what did you say? It was how many blocks and how many? 11 steals, eight blocks. I think, I think the season high is 12 steals in a game for the Mavs. Yeah, I wonder, that's got to be, you know, stocks combined steals and blocks. I mean, that's 19. I mean, that's got to be up there. I don't have the numbers up for me, but for combined steals and blocks, that's got to be up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Portland stinks. They lead the league in turnovers. So, like, you don't want right. to think that the Mavericks have turned the corner defensively, but they did what they needed to do. Like, you, you they – they took care of this bad team. They pressured them. They were aggressive. They didn't sit back on their heels. Uh, and they forced the issue, which is always nice because I think, I don't know, at least for me, sometimes like I understand that the Mavericks roster is limited with, with defenders. But at the very least, sometimes I'm like, you just play a little bit more aggressive. Like don't kind of let them come to you. Like just go to them and enforce the issue. I thought they did a great job on that on that side of the floor doing executing that tonight. And that's that's interesting because uh, you know what what you just said that was something that they were talking about on the broadcast specifically uh in relation to to lively uh, you know uh, he would uh, the announcers were saying that that kid was was talking to lively about we don't mind you getting into a little bit more uh foul trouble like go out there and be aggressive yeah that's right um that was something i noticed earlier in the season for sure um Sometimes he, you could tell, you could tell watching lively that at times he is he's very much aware of the foul thing, mm-hmm. and he kind of lays off a little bit at the rim, and it's like okay, you know, if you have four fouls, I get it, but he would do that with like one foul in the third quarter, and it's like you could, yeah. So yeah, I thought that was good of the broadcast to mention that, and, and good of kid to kind of talk about that because that's definitely needed. And lively had two steals and three blocks, so. Also, message yeah. received loud and clear yeah. in 19 minutes. So, like, very aggressive defensively. Um, but otherwise, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of things to talk about. And, you know, it's Luca Kyrie good, injuries bad, uh, and they took care of business. I mean, is there any, you know, what, what other thoughts do you? Kind of ran across your mind watching that. Uh, I mean, the, the, you can't really take, take anything much away from the uh, – from the fourth quarter, um, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I don't think there was a whole lot in this one. And if I'm honest, I'm not sure how much more is going to be in Friday's game. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we are without two key players, then, you know, how much closer does it become? Do Kyrie and Luca have to... Uh, play four quarters instead of three, maybe. I mean, if that's the only consequence of that, I guess that's fine. But um, uh, 
you know, the I guess I guess the other thing is is yeah, you know, usually when you play two in a row against a team, even if you are the better team, somehow or another it ends up being a split. We do not need a split in these two <laughs> games. Like 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 we better go two and zero in these two. Yeah, for sure, because the schedule ramps up significantly uh, after this. Like we mentioned, uh, the slate, they play Minnesota, uh, they play the Lakers, they play Golden State, they play Phoenix, uh, they play the Knicks, and they play the Pelicans twice. So you got to gotta bank these. Thankfully, the Mavericks have been pretty good at taking care of business this season. Like, they've been beating up on the bottom 10 teams of the league. You know, most of their losses have been against some of the better teams. You know, again, Cleveland blowing up lost to Cleveland without their three best three of their best players, you know, losing to Utah by a bunch of points, I understand, but for the most part their losses have been to some of the better teams in the league. So they usually do take care of business. So I expect Friday even without lively even up Grant to to go pretty smoothly. Um but yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not sure what the Maver- you know, with lively out, I, the, that's probably the next storyline is I think Rashawn Holmes is away from the team right now for personal reasons. So uh, that's why he didn't play. Um, They don't have another big besides Dwight Powell if Holmes is out and Lively's out. So I'm curious if Lively is out and if both of those guys are out for, you know, a stretch of games, um, what kid does with the, the, the big rotation is going to be curious. Like, uh, Presumably, Pat Dwight Powell is going to start again. But then after that, like, is it Grant Williams as a small ball five? Is it more minutes for Omax Prosper, who isn't really part of the rotation? So it'd be kind of crazy for him to just kind of vault into it. Although I did like his energy um, in his eight minutes tonight. But again, you know, it's garbage time. Um, they don't, you know, are they going to try to sign someone like temporarily? Or, you know, is it Markeith Morris? going to get more time you know he's been kind of in and out of the rotation like i'm just very you know what do you think you know what do you think is maybe the best options here for the mavericks to kind of get through whatever stretch of games lively potentially misses what was that one or two game stretch was it the rockets was it the clippers where we went small yeah and it kind of looked good (laughs) with Um, grant williams at the five yes 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 I'm not saying you can do that like as your default mode, but um, some of that is is you know some of those small ball lineups are are, are probably in play for the next two or three games. Uh, I mean, you're gonna have to white knuckle it with Dwight Powell increasing his minutes, and um, yeah, I guess I'll be I'll be looking forward to see. Do you, or do you know is is the Holmes away from the team personal reasons, you know, going to continue or was this just one or? I don't think we know that yet. So that's that's another thing we'll have to figure out. Um, they, you know, they haven't. I haven't really seen a report. I didn't really know. I mean, they mentioned it on the broadcast. I didn't really know going into the game, which probably should probably check the injury report every now and then. But I didn't really see it, so. I'm not sure, but yeah, if Holmes is back, that makes things a little cleaner. They can just roll with Powell and Holmes if they need to. But yeah, they've been trying the Grant Williams small ball five. Like you said, it's looked okay in spurts. It's just, you know, it's tough with the way Grant's playing. Um, 
Right, and and there is a Minnesota game looming, and you absolutely can't do that there. No, no, you, you know, and in that game. You no, know, and they're actually, you know, they're playing some of the better team. You know, if if Lively is hurt for some of these games that are coming up, I mean, it's hard to go small against New York or New Orleans or the Lakers. Um, it's going to be hard to get away with that. So um, they really need, you know, if it, you know, as long as everything's okay with Holmes, they need him back as soon as they can. Because rolling with Powell and then maybe Grant as your as your big platoon against Anthony Davis and LeBron against Zion, um, you know against New York who has Julius Randle, uh, right? That might be tough. But, yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Um, it's really you know it's a shame to talk so much about the injuries, but it really did feel like um, the most noteworthy thing that happened in this game. But thankfully, the Mavericks took care of business. I. Don't have many more thoughts. We've been talking for about 30 minutes. Um, Mavericks win by 29 points. Uh, Matt, do you have any closing thoughts, or, or do you think we've we've hit everything we need to? Man, um, Luca can Luca can drag this thing for for two or three for two or three games. You know, we've 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 seen that happen for you know five and a half years now. So. Um, if if that's if that's ultimately what's going to happen, you know, if if we can tread water until ankles feel better, uh, that might be what you see. Go get one on Friday, and then you know, hold on to your butts after that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, well, we'll be here at Pod Maverick, and we'll also be here at Maz Moneyball. We'll be writing uh, all about these games, and, and it's going to be an interesting stretch for sure. At least they're at home. They got six more in a row at home, so that definitely helps. So, Matt, thanks for joining me tonight. I really appreciate you kind of pitching in, uh, kind of last second asking you earlier today. So, thanks so much for joining me. I had fun, uh, and I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, for sure. No problem. I had yeah, fun too. Of course. Um, Kirk will be back whenever he's back. You know, we got to give him his time with his newborn. Uh, whenever he needs it. So we'll see, but I should be back for Friday night's game against these same Blazers teams. Um, at this point, the Mavericks might need to ask uh, if the Texas legends can play that game because at the, at the rate these starters are getting injured against Portland, like uh, you maybe, you know, don't play Luca or Derek Jones uh, on Friday, maybe because maybe they're the next ones to get hurt. I don't know. Right. Um, but I'll be here and we will have stuff on the site in the meantime. And, uh, yeah, so for Pod Maverick After Dark, Matt Martinez, thanks for joining me. I'm Josh Bowe. Mavericks beat the Portland Trailblazers 126-97, to and we will talk to you guys later. Have a good one. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. 
You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.